0: while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk.
1: Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. I know on some of the previous episodes, we've kind of talked about some ways about how the current hiring market is Producing some challenges and some unique ways, or some uh, outside of the box ways, or everything to overcome those challenges. But today, I really wanted to talk about some of the things I'm seeing across all openings that I have open right now with my clients, and also what I'm hearing from my other clients that are managing their their own job postings. And these are things that you should be aware of that are just a little different than the norm. So in some previous episodes, we talked about how to attract candidates if the if your old places that you were posting really didn't work, how to get in front of your idea candidates. But here are some other things that I have noticed through a, a recruiting efforts that are worth to note because if you are posting for your very first position and you're experiencing this, I want you to know that you are not alone And if you're used to things operating differently, and now you're experiencing these, I want you to know that you are not alone. These are not necessarily normal things for the hiring process. And I'm hoping that as time goes on, as things stabilize a little bit more, these things will work their way out to things getting back to the norm with recruiting and finding amazing talents. But here are some things that even if you're able to attract the right people to your post that you might be noticing depending on where you are posting your job. So first off, one of the things I want to say is typically before whenever we would post a job, we would see the largest amount of candidates within the first few days. And then it would trickle off, it would get lighter. And that's not necessarily the case right now. I have noticed that it's taking longer and longer for that kind of trickle off to happen for a lot of positions, where things are staying pretty consistent and pretty steady on a lot of job postings. So that might mean if you're getting, let's say one candidate every day, you continue to get one candidate every day for a while. And somewhere you're getting a lot of candidates per day, you're gonna continue getting a lot of candidates per day for a while. Where before as job postings stayed out there longer, fewer fewer candidates clicked on them or saw them or spent time going down through the post to see those older postings. And that doesn't really seem to be the case anymore. So your job posting that has been out there might not necessarily be getting stale as quickly as before. And stale meaning it's been up there for too long and it's time to pull it down, refresh it, and everything. If you want to continue attracting the right talents, so this is a good thing because, like I said, like you don't necessarily have to worry about refreshing your job posting. Um, it's going to keep attracting talents, which is better than before. However, at the same time, it might not attract as much talent right out of the gate as you would like to see. So you need to you need kind of like test things out. There's been some job postings, and we're going to get into sponsoring job postings in a minute, but there's been some job postings out there that we're not, like I said, we're not seeing that big, steep, dramatic drop-off that job postings would normally see once they get about two weeks old. So keep things moving, keep things up, because candidates will keep coming in. So that's a good thing. Unfortunately, it might mean that instead of getting that big influx of candidates at first for you to sort through... It takes a little while longer to get those candidates that you want to see, which is then a double-edged sword because sometimes you want you want a good pool, you want to make sure you're not being swayed because you think a candidate's good because you just want to move this process along and they're kind of like the best of what you're seeing, but at the same time you don't want to hold out and wait for that next candidate when the right person is right in front of you. So you wanna make sure that you're evaluating your candidates properly. So you're making sure that you're selecting a person because they are the right person for you and not just because they're the best of the best or you're holding out and you're waiting and waiting and giving up on a good candidate because you waited too long for someone else to come in. So now let's talk about sponsoring posts or pay to play. And here are some things that I feel like are very important because I do not want you spending money sponsoring or paying to play on some of the big job boards if you're not going to get a return on your investments. Typically in the past, I would always tell people post on Indeed for starting with a free post, see what happens, wait it out for a week or so and see what happens. And that is still kind of what I'm telling people. But I would always tell people before you go to sponsored on Indeed, make sure Indeed is the right place. There could be some other places that are better for you to post and spend your money. One, depending on the type of job, would be LinkedIn. Well, I've completely changed my mind on LinkedIn for right now. I will tell you not to post your money with sponsored on LinkedIn. And this is something really new and something that for um, a few of the recruiting clients that I was in charge of, we kind of learned the hard way. LinkedIn sponsor posts are not getting what they used to. And for some jobs, what I'm seeing might be okay, but for other jobs, it is not okay. And LinkedIn is pretty much taking your money and not giving you return on your investment. So what I've seen happen for a few of my clients is we post jobs that are US-based, in office jobs. There is no remote opportunity. We're posting that it's no remote opportunity. And we are getting foreign candidates. There was one of our job postings. LinkedIn went through the budget so quickly. And over 50% of the people who applied for the job were not in the U.S. when this was an in-office U.S. position. And LinkedIn gives you no way to say like flags remote jobs in office jobs yes it does give you a way to say where the position is located but we had all these foreign people applying for the job wanting to work it remotely when that's not even a possibility for the position and we're like wait the first time it happens we're like okay like this could be in other companies a opportunity a job where people are willing to outsource to other countries if that labor is cheaper but definitely not this one so we're like but maybe it was just just a fluke. Once it started happening to a second client of mine, you know, we started asking around and other people are seeing this too. LinkedIn job boards are full of foreign candidates and that's a problem when you're a company that is not at the position where you can consider hiring foreign employees. It adds a whole nother level of dynamics to your business that many small businesses just aren't there. And especially if you want in-office in office team members or local team members, even if they're gonna be operating remotely. So I would say, save your money, do not sponsor a job on LinkedIn right now. And hopefully soon I'll come back and say, okay, LinkedIn changes algorithms for job posts, things are performing as they always were, it's worth it again. However, LinkedIn does allow you to post one free posting per account. So you could still post your job out there for free. And I will tell you that while applicants have been fairly low on our free postings, the quality of applicants on our free job postings are way better than the few that we attempted to sponsor right now. The other thing I will tell you is before you post on any pay-to-play sites, this is where there's like a flat fee for a job posting or X amount of dollars per month, really do your research looking at those job boards. There have been some in the past where I would tell clients, go post here, do it. Like, this is a great one. Ones that we have had success with past, like, recruiting clients. They are some of my favorite job boards, which right now I'm telling my clients, no, do not waste your money. And the reason being is some of these job boards have different tiers of how much you pay, and you get different features and benefits the more you pay per month. And for some of these super large companies, they have great budgets and they're posting lots of positions and they can pay for all these advanced features. As a small business that's maybe hiring once every few months, paying all that for these advanced features is just not worth it. And we've noticed that on some of the job boards, the larger companies are dominating. That no matter how you sort and search for the jobs, you have to scroll through two to three pages of jobs at large companies before you find anything from a smaller business. And what's happening there? Either candidates are going to look at those jobs for the large companies, apply for it, and never get to those pages three and four of the job postings to see your job posting, or... They're going to say, I don't want to work for a large company. That appears that's all here because that's all they're seeing at first, and they're going to go to a different job board completely. So be careful for any of the pay-to-play sites. Do your research. Make sure you really look at the activity that's going on there now to see, will the right candidates still see your job posting? Okay, so that's a few things about posting the job. Now let's talk about once you get candidates in. The first thing is scheduling interviews. A few months back, I would tell you that typically if you were going to schedule an interview, candidates would be ready to schedule interviews the next day or the day after that. Nowadays, it seems that most candidates want to schedule their interview four to five days out. And I think there's a few things that are going on here. One, I know there's been some candidates that the reason they're scheduling it four to five days out is because they're already contemplating offers or thinking that they're going to get an offer from a company, and they want to see if they're going to get that offer before they interview. The other thing is I think people are really protecting their time right now, and even though they're looking for new opportunities, they're committed to their jobs. And some people are overworked in their jobs right now, which is part of the reason they're leaving because they're short-staffed and stuff like that. So when they look at their calendar and they look at their obligations, the first time they can find an opening that fits an interview, even a remote interview, even for the people that are working from home to be able to dedicate that time for like a phone or a Zoom interview, it's a few days out. And why does this make a difference? Because it prolongs your process. If before you could get a whole bunch of interviews done in two to three business days, and now you need to wait a week, a week and a half to get those same number of interviews done because that's the earliest you can schedule with the candidates, it slows down your process. So it's just something that you need to keep in mind. But then there's this other thing about the candidates. So as I mentioned, some candidates are pushing off that first interview because they're waiting to see about an offer, which means candidates are in control right now of the hiring market. They're getting job offers because there's multiple companies hiring for the small pool of talent, especially the really talented people, which means the good talent moves quickly, which means you don't have time to sit and wait for somebody or you don't have time to sit and w- make your decision thinking the person's going to be there. One of my clients just recently, they decided from between the phone screen that I did and their final run of interviews that they were going to interview four of the candidates I sent their way. By the time we reached out those to those four, because by the time they said, yep, I blocked the time on my calendar, let's move forward, I'm ready to do those interviews, two of those candidates already accepted jobs elsewhere. It is happening all the time. I was supposed to have an interview set up tomorrow morning for someone. And they just contacted me to say, I'm sorry, I accepted a job elsewhere. There's a lot of people canceling even final round interviews because they already accepted a job elsewhere. Talent is moving quickly. And if you're not ready to move quickly, you are going to lose out potentially on the talent that you want to hire. So you need to jump in and be all in to the hiring process once you go to hire. All in. Be ready to make decisions. Block time on your calendar that you can do the interviews that you need to do. Proactively block this time. So even if it means that an interview isn't scheduled during that time, you have that free time, it's better to have it there and not need it than to not have it and then not be able to interview the candidates. It also means be a little flexible. I know we all want to meet candidates in person if it's an in-person job before we make our hiring decisions. But sometimes right now, it's very difficult for people to get to the office to interview. And if you could make an exception and do an interview by Zoom or you know some other video conference tool, and then if you really like that person, bring them into the office for one final meeting before you present that offer, do that. You know, Make it easy for the candidate. And I know some people are like, well, people should be able to and willing and to sacrifice time at their current job and come take time off um, or come interview with me. You know, why can't they take time away? Right now, the candidates are in control. I know, I know, we don't want to hear that. You want to think that we're in control when we're making hiring decisions, that you know, people are going to come work for us because we have an opening and all that stuff, but it's never true. Candidates are always in control even when there's fewer jobs out there. They always have the power to say no if you don't treat them well. But right now, They are more in control than ever because they have options. So if you need to fill your position, which why are you hiring if you don't need to fill your position, you need to make sure that you are doing what is best for the candidates and you are moving at a pace that allows you to get the best candidates into your company before they go somewhere else. So... Make sure that you are moving quickly and just know, like like I said, this employee market is very different. It's moving different. It's looking different. We have to use different tactics than ever to get to the right candidates. Some things are moving a little slower to get those candidates to first apply, but then once they're there, you got to move. You got to move. You cannot be holding out. So if you're seeing any of these weird things as you're going to hire team members, just remember, you're not alone. You got this, and you can be successful bringing in the right team member when you have the right hiring plan in place and you're following it. So that way, you know that each step of the way, you are identifying the right person. And you're not rushing someone through just because you feel like, oh my goodness, someone finally applied and finally had time for an interview with me. And... You're not saying no or holding out when your idea candidate is right in front of you because you're too scared to pull the trigger or you're too busy to get them through to the next step. When you see that right person, move it because people are not waiting. And especially with a small business, especially if you're hiring some of your first team members and you don't have that great employer brand built yet where people are dying to work for your company then you need to move quickly and get the candidates in that are right for your business and be flexible with this job market, for this, with this employee market. It is different, it is unique, but with the right hiring plan, you can be successful. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then set up time and let's talk because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consultant process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.